I've decided to re-air episode 42, Alive and Awake with John Eldridge. It's a conversation I had with him about two years ago, and the focus of the conversation is around living out the glory of your life, how healing and, and our wounds and dealing with that is really just a temporary stop towards us living out our destiny, our calling, and really killing it on every, every point. And uh, it's such an encouraging conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. And, and that's just not how the kingdom works, guys. Like that, there, there's too much to be done. And yeah. there's too much that God's put in your heart. Um, everybody gets to play. Yeah. Everybody get a, gets a role in the kingdom. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. So today on the Kindling Fire, I have the privilege to have uh, none other than John Eldridge on the show. Thanks for coming on, John. Oh, I'm honored. Really grateful to be here. I looked up on Wikipedia, and I think I counted uh, 23 books, including your latest one, All Things New. Is that is that about right, including workbooks? Oh, gadzooks. Um, <laughs> that makes me tired. I don't know. I... I've never counted, I, I, I haven't counted in years, but you might be right, holy cow. I mean, I was, uh, and uh, so, such amazing um, writings, and, and you know, you really don't need, for my audience and the folks that, that listen to this, you don't need much of an introduction, but you do, you did start uh, Ransomed Heart Ministries. How long has that been around? Yeah, it's an amazing God story. We're, we are almost 20 years. Holy cow. Right? Time just keeps cruising. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is, you, you know, you have a movement like this, and it's, you know, what you're doing and Zoe and, and you know, folks like us, and this thing is growing. It's not shrinking. Yeah. Like, we're 20 years into this thing of, of helping restore men, and, and, you know, God's doing more, not less. It's, it's just... It's an extraordinary story, really. Uh, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a God story. It is a God story. I, I have. Um, it, it's such the fingerprint of God to see. You know, it's not my. You know, it's not our intention to do this, but we start out, and then it's just God just brings more, and and expands in ways we didn't expect. Uh, I, I can totally see. I, I've known so many ministries and men and people to be influenced by sort of the, the things that you put out there uh, so many years ago. Yeah, just beautiful. Incredible. Yeah, so, and we were talking about Michael Thompson, uh, a mutual friend with Zoe, uh, who was dr- uh, uh, dramatically impacted by what he experienced uh, in with you and, and your ministry, and it's just, that thing has just been majorly blessed here on the East Coast. Absolutely. And, and, cr- and cranking it out, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. went on, you know, to 
start his own ministry and, and yeah. go after men and women and hearts and lives. And yeah, it's just, um, I love, I love the restorative work of God. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It, it never gets old ever, ever, ever. So the books I want to talk about, um, is it, and I don't actually want to talk about each book. I kind of want to do a high level on on Wild at Heart, Fathered by God, and Waking the Dead. Uh, and then I kind of want to land on um, sort of a component of, of sort of, well, I'll put it this way. I see Waking the um, Wild at Heart is kind of 101. Fathered by God is 201. Waking the Dead is like 301. And it's a, a, a timeline from kind of getting an awoken state to actually walking in your divine uh, glory that God has made you on earth to, you know, to walk in. And that's the piece I really want to hone in on. That oh, fantastic. Piece. Great. So, um, so, but what I would like, because uh, people really want to hear from you, is how would you summarize Wild at Heart? How would you characterize that book? You have a masculine soul. It has been massively neglected, assaulted, wounded, seduced, harmed. And God's primary work is actually not trying to get you to be a good boy. God's Amen. primary work is freeing your masculine soul, like actually restoring you as a man from the inside and and setting you loose. Hmm. Amen. For the good of of others. And yeah, exactly. Yourself. Right. Amen. So, so the next book, um, Fathered by God, and I knew it as The Way of the Wild at Heart. <laughs> So I've read a long time ago. Um, what, how would you characterize that book? The key issue after restoration for men um, is that we are uninitiated. We are uninitiated men. Most of us, even even those of us who grew up with, with some form of, of dad um, in the house, we missed key, key, elements of our of our masculine initiation and there are these these deep stages that god has ordained every boy and and teen and young man and man to go through and and the good news is um you can still get that um god is our father now and and it helps us to reorient our lives most men are asking the question God, why aren't you helping me more? You, you don't seem to be helping me a lot. Yep. And, and, and God is answering that question by saying, look, I am, but, but you need initiating. And mm. so if I could just name those stages, you go from being a beloved son, knowing that you are the beloved son, um, to the cowboy stage, which is in kind of the teenage years of, adventure and hard work and experience and then you go into the warrior and lover stages which tend to be in the in the 
early 20s into your 30s, learning to fight, learning to, to have a mission, learning your place, and and then, yeah, love and romance and beauty and and. Um, and then, and then you graduate um, into the stage of the king, and and you 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 are ready to be entrusted with a kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and then kings in the later decades, you know, the sixties, seventies, eighties, become sages, mm-hmm. and and they become the elders at the gates, and they become the ones who are fathering um, younger kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and warriors, lovers, cowboys. Um, so these these stages um, are actually really critical. Like you don't get to skip initiation game, mm-hmm. and and it is the uninitiated parts of your soul that God is actually after in what you're calling hassles. <laughs> it's also being known as training, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so good. And then let's uh, kind of segue into Waking the Dead, which I'm going to tell you is absolutely one of my. I think it is my favorite of your all of your books. Um, wow! I absolutely love that book. Uh, how would you? There's a lot of ideas in that one. How would you characterize that one? Waking the Dead is learning to take your place. in the absolutely epic story going on around you. It's it's learning that your heart is good, not bad. It's learning that you actually have a a glory. Um, Learning that not only is your life a story, but you live in a story. And, and, And you've got to find your place in that story and then how to operate in that, how to, as, as, as we, because we're all, I, I would never have done it like this. I would never have done it like this. But here's the analogy. We are like third graders at Normandy. I mean, we, we are in the midst of a really heinous fight. Yeah. I mean, the, the Florida shooting, the, the world today, two million kids are, trafficked into the sex trade every year. I mean, this is a gnarly, gnarly world. Yeah. And, and if it was me, I would have healed up everybody and then put them in the fight. Yep. Or I would have ended the fight so we could heal everybody up. But, but what Waking the Dead shows you is that in the midst of this epic that you find yourself in, God is still bringing about your restoration and, and as you can tap into deeper restoration, you become more powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there is a uh, scripture that I, I'm going to read to you, uh, and I would like to kind of get your response on it. It's uh, John 14.30, and it's um, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, kind of getting them ready for what was coming with his crucifixion. And he made this comment. He said, the prince of this world is coming. Uh, And then I'm going to read it in several translations. He says, he has no hold over me. That's NIV. He has no power over me. That's the New Living Translation. He has no claim on me. That's the English Standard Version. 
And the last one is uh, the one I enjoy. It's the New American Standard Version. He has nothing in me. Um, and then he goes on to say, but the, the prince of this world is coming so the world may learn that I love my father and I do exactly what my father has commanded me to do. So can you just respond to that, what you, what's your thoughts on that, and then I'll kind of share a little mine. Yeah, the best one you read is the, is the New American Standard. Um, and it, he has nothing in me. Yep. Okay, that, that's the goal. That's the goal, that our transformation is such that when the assault comes, when the seduction comes, when the harm comes, when evil comes, what, what it, it actually doesn't have anything in you to work with. Mm. And so what, what once was a place of fear, it's just not really there anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the power or what once was a place of incredible shame and, and the result of your hiding. It's just not really your story anymore. It's God really is about that kind of inner um, wholeheartedness, is what I would call it. And I, by the way, I love that passage. had no idea you were going to quote that. But in this gnarly world and in this massive fight that we are in, the only safe place is that. Because hmm. you can't hide from the fight. It'll find you. Yeah. And, and you, can't, you can't hide from the... The, the chaos and the swirling stuff of the world, it will find you. And, and so the only safe place for a man is to have more and more of me belonging to more and more of God. Hmm. And, and then you're just in a better place to handle all that other stuff. I have been really a student of of what the Lord has entrusted you, a lot of the teachings and, and, and understandings of Scripture and, and sort of the, the epic gospel, if you will, uh, for a long time, uh, and more closely with in the last eight years, uh, working in, within a community, really working this out. And the, and the thing that I love about that Scripture is it says, Jesus said, he has nothing in me, and that's what he wants all men to be able to say along with him. Satan has nothing in me, no strings to pull, no hooks in me, and I'm going to move forward now on, a, on offense. Because I've seen a lot of guys resisting healing because they're like, I don't want, it's, it's past, I don't want to go there, I'm not interested in it, but it's like, the Lord is not trying to put you through some pain just for pain's sake. He is bringing you to a place that you can say along with Jesus, He has nothing in me anymore. Not that we're sinless, but you can't, you know, you can't just like create a scenario to yank the chain, if you will. Well, Paul says this in Ephesians 4 too. I mean, he says, look, all that stuff that you let the sun go down on, that gives the devil a foothold. Yeah. So you may think that not choosing to look at your story and your past and the harm is the better path, but I'm telling you, the enemy will find it. He will find it, and he will use it, especially if you want to live for God. You, you, you want to step into what you were meant to do? You want to 
You want to find your, your mission and, and live it with power? He will find this stuff. And, and so um, I agree. You know, sorrow may last for a night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. The point is not that we stay yeah. in the pain. The point is to get to the shout of joy. But you've got to take the journey of restoration. You have to take the journey of wholeheartedness. The, the thing that really awakened this, um, a lot of the things that I, I learned through reading your books and reading scripture was doing this in community. Being able to say, what does this look like in my life now, in my story, in my thoughts, and being able to interchange that with other guys was transformative because I found, oh, you're feeling that way. You're struggling that way. I see how God is training you and God is training me. And it just, it just exploded growth in a community or even just another guy that's willing to go this direction. Yeah, it's really huge. <clears throat> and therefore, I would say, as a little footnote to that, I would say you've got to hang out with people who are on the same page. You, you can't. You can't find genuine fellowship in a group of people who just look at the whole thing differently than you. Mm. And, and that's most guys' experience. You know, they, if, if they dip into this, if they find something in Wild at Heart that really is, uh, resonates, if they, if they read some of these things, or, uh, listen to your podcast, dip into what Zoe's done, it, um, they, they will soon find themselves as outliers in a lot of church experiences, mm-hmm. and, and and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna die there. You're gonna wither there if you don't find a few guys that you can do life with. And it doesn't need to be a ton, but what you were saying, Troy, like a couple, you know, a handful, yeah, that 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 can really be in your foxhole, and and you guys are are really out for each other. It's it's transformative. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's been my story. And it's amazing because I have the privilege to see it as a story for others as well. Um, well, I'll just say it now is that I've been walking uh, with Wild at Heart and Waking the Dead, even having been around this material for so long. And the last year with just a handful of, of guys we call the Band of Brothers at our church. And God is lighting all of them up, not only in the healing side, but in the dreaming again side, the coming alive side, the glory of their life side. And it is, it's crazy. It's awesome. Right? (laughs) It's awesome. It is awesome. (laughs) One of the really surprising things to me, Troy, as a young counselor, so this is going back, you know, 20 years ago. I, I, in a private practice, just seeing people one at a time, you know, men mostly, couples, one of the things that really began to intrigue me was as people got better, as men became more integrated and, you know, dropping the false self, finding the true, they become more creative. Hmm. They, they do start dreaming. And, hmm. and, and, the, and they do become very creative people maybe entrepreneurs, maybe artists, maybe musicians, you know, maybe counselors themselves, maybe, you know, um, executives. But in their niche, they thrive. Yeah. 
Like it, it's a really cool part of the restoration story. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the thing that um, you have a very uh, amazing vantage point in in. Uh, and you've seen just stories of a lot of men, right? Almost, and I've walked long enough to see the stories of sort of the, even my own story of, you know, I didn't realize how bad it was. God fathered me for years. And then you really start, really start hitting your stride in the Lord, um, you know, with confidence in the glory of God in your life. Uh, do you have stories like that, uh, that you have seen men that you've seen kind of go through that journey and, and what that looks like today for them? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I do. And it would probably be good to unpack a handful of those just because there's nothing like an example. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, so this a young man years ago raised in a Raised in a good Christian home, but one that we would probably call pretty religious. Um, and it was ironically a home that um, was the kind of home where movies were forbidden. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he was dying inside because he felt like, like there was a calling in him. And he was 18 years old. He, he literally was choosing between going to a career, uh, trying to pursue a career as a fighter pilot, going to the Air Force, or of all forbidden things, going into Hollywood and, <laughs> and becoming an actor. Oh, boy. And he reads Wild at Heart, and one of the things about Wild at Heart that just blew him away was I'm using movies as an example of redemptive stories that, that God, God is using. You know, Braveheart, Gladiator, and and he's coming out of his skin because he's like, I knew it all my life. I knew it. Like God is in the power of story. Mm. I knew it, and so he chose acting. Mm. And I can't use his name now because he's actually a very successful and well-known Hollywood actor. Mm. And and he has a very vibrant career right now. He's ascending. Um, he, he, he's got his own, he's in a major primetime network show right now. And the cool part of the story, Troy, is that he just emailed me uh, last month to share with me that all of the dudes he's getting to set free while he's working on these projects. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? <laughs> God being stealthy. I love and so, it. And so, you know, here you have this guy who almost almost missed his calling. Yeah. Uh, but but God got him on the path. Yeah. And and now, not only is he, you know, having the joy of living in his gifting. Yeah. But God's using him big time. Yeah, yeah. In that setting. Isn't that cool? I, I love that story. I, I just as an observer, I'll just kind of throw this out, see see what you think of this. Um, you know, if this is accurate. You know, I, I understand from your background, you were uh, in in acting and particularly in Shakespearean uh, acting, correct? Right. Yeah. And when I saw you do Epic, uh, when you did the video series Epic based on the book Epic, which is amazing. That's a, that could be a whole other show. 
but when I saw you do it, I thought, how awesome is that? It was very, very Shakespearean. It was very theatrical. But yet it was the truth. <laughs> and yeah, this is, a, this is a beautiful moment because I actually, that was a real heartbreak for me. I, I thought my career as a very young man, <clears throat> early 20s, I thought my career was the theater. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and then there was, we had a theater company that Stacy and I were running and there was betrayal and blow up and financial. And we, you know, I left all that and, and, uh, went in a different career direction. And, and that was always kind of a heartache in the back of my mind. And, and there, it, it was back in like, Oh my gosh, I think it was like 1998 or 1999. I was doing a sacred romance conference, uh, and, and back in the day, you know, it was the, we were some of the first people that were using film clips in our teaching. Right. And we had these huge, gorgeous tapestries and these candelabras. We had, you know, we had, we, it was a stage. It was a set. It was, but it was real. It was gorgeous. It was sumptuous. And we're showing these incredible films. And, and I'm sitting in the back while Craig was speaking. And I was watching all this. And Jesus went, John, like, I restored all that. Oh, that's I, so good. I, I'm using it now. Oh, that's good. For my kingdom. And, and it was like, wow, I just thought all that was simply gone. And instead, uh, God, God rescued and, and, and redeemed. And he just, he just simply deployed me in a different assignment. Yeah, that is, a, that is the heart of God. He yeah, will it restore. Really it doesn't matter what it is. There is restoration. That If it's not restored yet, it means it's not over yet. Yeah. Man, that, that kind of made me tear up. That was good. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, so do you have other stories um, uh, of other men that you've, uh, or, or women, you know, that, that have kind of done this journey? And yes. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, my gosh, one after another, after another. Um, Thinking of a guy who was, uh, he was a police detective uh, in the East Coast, and and he he got assigned to uh, a child pornography division, and and it was, of course, brutal and heartbreaking, Hmm. uh, busting up Internet uh, child pornography rings. And then he reads Wild at Heart, and he was literally on the verge of cashing in the golden parachute. He was two years from retirement. He was a senior-ranking guy in in the department. He had his pension coming, and Jesus said, I want you to leave all that. I want you to go to Asia, and I want you to fight human trafficking. Take what you've learned here in your career and take it into that. And he literally walked away from it all and, and left it all on the table. <clears throat> he's now in, I, I, uh, can I, I can say he's in Thailand. I can't tell you where or who, what his name is because he's deep in it. And he is rescuing little boys and little girls from the sex trade in Thailand. And, and he is alive. Like he is stoked. And he sends me these phenomenal emails of stories of um, children they rescue um, come into a home uh, 
that's run by a Christian staff, and they have counseling, and they have restoration, and they have work for them. And and to see these kids um, come alive, and some of them didn't know Jesus, and so seeing them receive Christ into their life, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And and it was it was the result of of picking up Wild at Heart. You know, it's it's like I can almost hear the Lord say, you know, will you trust me, you know, in that journey? Big time. <clears throat> Big time. And, and, and saying that, and, and any man that, that gets ignited and lit up with the purposes and the plans of God, there is nothing better. Nothing else will satisfy like that. No, no. No, and the, and the beautiful thing about those two stories is they are very different. Yep. But the heart of the story is the same. The heart of a man hooked up to Jesus, transformation and restoration, and then the courage to risk and to follow God into the fight and into their mission. Yeah, I, uh, one of the reasons I started this podcast was because I had such a, a sense of um, sort of the underutilized, nah, that's not the good word, um, there's an injustice with how people are being held back, and God has put so much creative means to extend his kingdom in individuals and groups but it, those creative means don't necessarily fit the structure of maybe church or Christian, what Christians do or whatever. And, but God gets so much glory when men and women truly become what they have been designed to become. And healing totally. is a, required in the process. <laughs> totally. You know, Jesus said the fields are white <clears throat> for the harvest, but the workers are for you. And part of that is because the church in an earlier era was built on the model of professional clergy. And it was the, it was the clergy um, or the priesthood in the Catholic church. And the laity really didn't have a job. Yeah. Uh, and and that's just not how the kingdom works, guys. Like that, there there's too much to be done, and yeah. there's too much that God's put in your heart. Um, everybody gets to play. Yeah. Everybody get a, gets a role in the kingdom. Yeah. That's just the coolest part of it. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, so I've got a question that I'd like to ask, kind of finish up with, and it. And, Forgive me, it may be a little awkward, but, but I, I've been dying to ask it, which was, you know, the Lord has entrusted you with so much, and I've been able to personally witness the fruit of it in so many lives, which is, the, you know, the thumbprint of God when it just, it just produces godly results. Here's my question. Have you ever gotten a sense from the Lord why he's entrusted you with what he did? understand the the um, cost 
success. Hmm. And, and they crave it and they pray for it and they go, Lord, you know, grow my kingdom and grow my business and grow my world and, you know, grow my church. And, and, and um, when Augustine, St. Augustine was a monk in North Africa in a small brotherhood, when they came to him at the fall of Rome and they said, we need you to be bishop. We need you to be bishop of North Africa. And he wept. He wept because he didn't want it. He didn't, he, he knew what the cost would be. He wanted to just stay um, in, his, in his band of brothers and, and, and in a simpler life. And so there, there is a beauty and a cause to becoming a king hmm. and to being entrusted with a kingdom. And, and here's what I do know. I do know that God has shaped my life profoundly because of it. Hmm. Um, we are being shaped. We are being transformed. We're being prepared for even greater roles actually in the coming kingdom and I had a I had a remarkable encounter with Jesus last summer I I was taking a little Sabbath and I, I was in the mountains and I was just sitting by a stream it was just just restoration I just needed to sit and 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 uh, just be and and I sat there for a couple hours and finally I asked Jesus a question I said Jesus how much of what you're up to in any person's life at any given moment is about this life and how much of it is actually about the life to come and Jesus smiled and he said oh nearly all of it is about the life to come it, it is about we are being trained raised up prepared for our coming role in the kingdom and mm -hmm. so I have no idea why he called me um uh, no idea why. In, in other words, it's not about merit. It's not about gifting. It's not about, you know, being the dude. But yeah. I do know, I do know that he has sure transformed me through it. Yeah. Amen. And he's transformed a lot of people through it. And, right. Uh, it's, that has to be a, a joy. With yeah, it's a, ho a holy. It's, it's holy. Yeah. Yeah. You know... One man that I, um, you know, have so admired, and I'm sure you have too, is Billy Graham. Mm -hmm. And and just to be able to to live the the life that he's lived for as long as he's lived without the scandals, without the the you know the rise and fall of so many great leaders that we just almost come to expect. Um, you know, he he definitely knew his mission, and he surrounded himself with with men to help him stay true to what God had called him to do. So, anyway, just he's a North Carolinian, so I need to need to bring him up. It's powerful. It's <laughs> powerful because it's it's rare, and it's the way it ought to be. Yep. It's the way it ought to be. That you know, men weren't. We're not supposed to be blowing up all over the place. Yeah, amen. And and that just comes back to your work and my work and a bunch yeah. of other guys who are in this saying, man, pursue wholeheartedness. Yep, amen, amen. So that God can entrust you with more, <laughs> right? 
Yeah. Like, so that you can play your role. That's the, uh, that, um, okay, do you, well, I'm sure you can quote it, that Dallas Willard quote, what is God up to? So. God is looking for men to whom he can entrust his power. Yeah. And may we become that. Right. May right. we become that. So, John, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I think that I'd like to end it with uh, just a, if you could just say a quick prayer for the listeners. And uh, just in, uh, that's how I'd like to end it. <laughs> yeah, you bet, Troy. <clears throat> Jesus, we give you our yes. Yes, Lord. We give you consent. Mm. You have access to our entire inner life. Mm. Because we want wholeheartedness. We want union with you that allows us to become true. And, and then when the enemy comes looking, he, he can just say of us, like, I can't find anything in there mm-hmm. because Christ has all of us. Mm-hmm. And so um, whatever that journey looks like, you have our yes. Mm-hmm. Now lead us in the path. Yeah. Yes, the Lord. hour's late. Show us our part in the story. Show us our place, Jesus. Mm-hmm. In your name we pray. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Go to Instagram at The Kindling Fire to find out more about what we offer, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Kindling Fire. There you can find Bible devotionals, e-courses, and etc. Okay, guys, as always, be awesome.